What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to episode number 89 of the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm JPB. I'm your host. We're talking about current events today because I was thinking about what to talk about today. And the only thing on my brain every day recently has been this news of the reversal of Roe versus Wade. I don't believe that this issue is truly about abortion itself because things are usually deeper, have a background, have roots that give that thing significance. And I posted earlier on IG, on on the Instagram, a few of my thoughts today. And so I'm going to expand here a little bit. As someone who learned early on in life that my body did not exist for me, it was for anyone who had more power than I did. This decision to take away a person's right to choose what they do or do not do with their body feels hopelessly heavy. And having this reiterated with, you know, a legal statute being overturned, a law that makes it illegal to have bodily autonomy to say what I want to do with my own internal organs feels inexplicable at this moment. There is, there, there are a lot of layers. Um, and you know, in this, in this post for on, on Instagram, I mentioned a few statistics that I found significant because again, I don't believe this is specifically about abortion. Marital rape was not illegal until 1993. That wasn't that long ago, y'all. Even though I've heard people reference the late 1900s, and felt very confused by that. 1993 was not very long ago. Violence Against Women, the Violence Against Women Act of 1994, and later the recognition of domestic violence as a crime against women in 1996. These things helped with progress in recognizing that women do in fact um, exist as humans in this world and you know, you can't just like rape them and beat the shit out of them without consequence. So that's great. Thanks the nineties. Childhood abuse and neglect also was not something that was considered because, you know, women were barely considered people and children were to be seen and not heard. They definitely weren't people. What, you know, childhood stress was not even a thing that was considered. Childhood trauma, any of this until the Adverse Childhood Experiences research took place between 1995 and 1997. And in this, they found that, in fact, when we do have adverse childhood experiences, this affects how we grow up, how we view the world, how safe we feel in the world, how we then can interact with the world around us according to how our nervous system has mapped and protected us and interpreted the lack of safety around us and coped for that. And so before the mid 1990s, the mental and physical health of women and children was not a consideration. 
And we are seeing the widespread effects of this in our levels of adult depression, anxiety, and suicide rates. So no, this isn't about abortion. This is about having bodily autonomy, which is a fairly new concept for both women and children within the last three decades. And I'm not here to talk about abortion and the various reasons that this form of healthcare saves a person's life when pregnancy takes one of the innumerable turns that it can and in in the incredibly complex course of growing life. Because again, my issue is not with abortion. I'm not here to discuss that. You, Whatever your feelings are about it, you have the evidence you need to support that belief and, and those feelings, and that's fine. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm not here to talk about if it's good or it's bad or we should or we shouldn't. My issue is that I should be able to use my internal organs as I please. And this is a larger issue. My issue is the control of people with uteri. And my suggestion is to mind your business and do what you came to do. If an abortion bothers you, don't get one. The fact that we are taking rights away seems to me like the wrong direction to be walking in. And so, if we're here talking about stress and anxiety and mental health, we know that uncertainty and lack of control are the two driving factors for the brain and nervous system to be in a high-threat state. This current event is riddled with uncertainty and lack of control for lots of folks, not just those who may need reproductive care. On my, on my Instagram post today, I said, you know, if you feel impossibly heavy today, Remember that putting yourself first, taking care of your body and your mind so that you have the energy and strength to fight back is key. That is the number one thing we need to be doing is taking care of our mind and body, taking care of our needs. Because make no mistake, we have to be the change we want to see. No one else is coming to fix this for us. We have to stand up and do it. And we have to be mentally and physically able to stand up and keep going and keep showing up and being disappointed, and being overwhelmed. And someone responded saying she was not feeling heavy, but she was feeling rage. And for me, that's a part of what heavy feels like. Feelings like anger and rage and fear. These things feel heavy as opposed to hope and joy that feel a little bit lighter. And so I just want to open that up that whatever it is you're feeling, anger, rage, disappointment, fear, uncertainty, or if you're not on that spectrum, whatever it is you're feeling is fine. Feelings are meant to be felt, the whole spectrum of them, adversity, risk, excitement, fear, anger, back to calm, the whole part of being human and fluctuating through those states. There's something else here. If you are a white woman listening to this, listening to me talk right now, if you are using the comparison to The Handmaid's Tale to talk about what is happening right now currently in reality, please consider not doing that. I've heard many, many black women and many women of color talking about this, pointing out that the things that are depicted in that show have been reality for these communities for a really long time. And it has been ignored and brushed aside. But when this fake show portrays white women going through these things, it's all about how awful and I can't imagine and what's the world coming to? And I have never actually seen that show, but I will just believe the women who tell me that their experience reflects these things and take their lead. Something I do know to be true is that this affects everyone. No one is free until we are all free, and that is as true today as it has always been. 
we have to fight not just for what is important and affecting us directly, but fight for the rights of others, fight for the joy of others, fight for others' lives, fight for each other, fight for our communities, fight for a better world. Because it's possible, but not if we just ignore things and not if we only fight for the things that pertain to us. So with all of this uncertainty and lack of control, what do we do? We focus on the things that we can control. And that is the stories that we create and the meanings that we assign to ourselves and the world around us and what we do based on that lens through which we view the world. We get to control where our attention and energy goes. We get to choose how we take care of ourselves, how we spend our resources of time and energy. We get to choose joy and hope and prioritize rest. We get to choose to listen to our bodies and believe ourselves the first time. We get to choose not to abandon our own inner wisdom. We get to choose ourselves over and over and over again, shifting and adapting and learning how we want to live, how we want to navigate all of the chaos and uncertainty, what works for us and what does not. We get to do this. It is a privilege. And with that great privilege becomes great responsibility to help ourselves and help those around us. We are not islands. What we do affects us and those around us. And that spider webs out into larger communities. So we choose ourselves. We choose joy. We choose hope and we choose the actions that create a little bit more of the feelings that we want to have and the changes we want to see. And we do this over and over and over again. And so this week, I don't have a challenge for you. I just have support and love and a reminder to keep going, whatever that looks like for you right now. And a reminder that what we're capable of changes from day to day, depending on how much energy we have to spend in different areas. We can do all the things, but we can't do them all at once. So spend your energy where you need it this week. Thank you for being here. Lots of love to you. Until next week, I am out of here.